Hello and welcome to Film Seizure. Uh, Jeff and I and Jason are currently on the seas between the US and Europe on our way to Italy. For our tour of Italy too, where we were examine, we will examine a few Giallo movies and a Raiders movie. Um, <laughs> a rating Raiders movie? I don't know, anyway, but we're gonna start the the J and B the the J the J and B have been flowing pretty heavily yeah, yeah, already. I think so. I think yeah. yeah. So, so <laughs> I had a bottle of rare G and B who were kind enough to unofficially um, support us in this in Denver. In De- I can't even talk. <laughs> in Denver, Denver. we're not in Denver. We're, we're not in Denver. Denver. We're, we're in Italy. Italy. We're in Italy. <laughs> we're in Denver, Italy. <laughs> Things to do in Denver when you're drunk. That's oh man. Here. Okay. But Blood and Black. You're, you're doing your best Carol Baker impersonation over there. I am. I am. Thanks. Which is drinking J&B. And just copious Continuing amounts. to drink J&B continuously. Blood and Black Lace. One of the first Yalos, um, directed by Mario Bava, who had been famous in Italy for years before making movies um, and shifted to the Giallo genre early in the 60s. Um, as I said earlier, we have Jason Oliver with us. Jason, hey, and Jeff Arbuckle. What up? What up? So, part of my excitement or lack of getting the words together is how giddy I am to talk about some more Italian film. Um, it's been how long? A year and a half since our last trip. Uh, yeah, it's been uh-huh. about that. Also, by the way, Happy New Year, everybody. Um, yeah, Happy New Year. Yeah, so happy I'm still New drunk Year. from that. Yeah, well, <laughs> we've been on the boat with the JMB ever since the ball dropped. Yes, yes. Um, so the story, or where do you want to start with this, Jeff? What do you, what well, do you okay, I'm, so I'm uh, um, I will say that this is a first time watch for me. Yeah. Um, which is funny because I think when we started this whole endeavor, not the boat trip, um, but this whole endeavor called film seizure, I had seen vastly more Italian films of this caliber than both of you probably combined. And now you guys have dwarfed me so much because um, I just, I, I, B movie anima cannot just be an Italian website <laughs> um it could be but it can't be oh, God, um, okay. yeah. <laughs> uh, but i mean really if you go all the way back to the beginning of b movie anima i've got uh the eerie midnight um horror show i've got um the night evelyn came out of the grave um i've got um um uh, the oasis of the zombies i was i was drowning in italian movies yeah, um just, it's funny because I never really watched any other like there are a few I didn't know that were Italian that I watched like the New York Ripper which I thought was just a hilarious dumb movie I had no idea it was Italian but I've I've said before and I'll say again like this show made me look deeper into where films came from who was making them who acted in them my memory is still very poor on a lot of those things but I have a lot more knowledge and understanding and now i think if i see a movie that's pretending to be american and is not i can tell like 
right immediately i would have no idea a year and a half two years ago (laughs) sure sure um right and you know the funny thing is is that i actually mentioned oasis of the zombies this is this is a common misconception uh that's actually spanish so see look i already fucked up um good job uh, but that (laughs) but that's because uh jess franco made very italian-esque movies in spain um, so you could very easily confuse those two mm-hmm. if you weren't aware of what you're really looking at, um, you know, because a lot of stuff in Spain looks a lot, a lot like a lot of stuff in Italy. Um, but uh, that said, this is a first time watch for me. Um, I am not um, unfamiliar with um, uh, Senor uh, Bava. Yeah. Um, because uh he made some really 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 good movies um he also made a couple of really bad hercules movies that um i've seen many many times on uh on the uh mystery science theater but uh but like um a black sunday is fantastic um you know hatchet for the honeymoon that's good stuff too um the, so this stuff i am i am very well uh, in shock um but he's he's not really uh, shock his his son kind of took over a little bit because that was about when he was getting sick there um but yeah so it's like i i am well familiar with with this uh with this gentleman's work i'm also well familiar with our stars work but we'll we'll talk about that <laughs> So Jason, what about you? Yeah. Yeah. Ahead. So a little bit of history here. Uh, yeah. I think that um, blood and black lace is probably one of the first movies I saw that would be considered giallo outside of probably some stuff by um, Dario Argento. <laughs> Most of Argento's work in yeah. the 70s. Yeah. Right. Um, it, it's interesting we, we you know we, we talk about what a giallo is right and and where it got its roots and where it started it's it's kind of highly contested you really you really got to talk to the people who were making the movies at the time in italy to get a better sense of you know what was happening in the landscape of movie making at the time right but a lot of people would probably consider bava to be the first one to to make a giallo that looks and feels and follows some of the same sort of psychosexual themes as, as what eventually became popularized by Argento. A lot of people are kind of fast to give Argento the credit for, for giallo. And there is credit to be given. He created the boom. He kind of created the craze with um, uh, crystal plumage, right? Uh, the yep. bird with the crystal plumage, which I think was 70, um, several years after this. Uh, but Bava in um, Blood and Black Lace and the one before that, what was it? The Girl, the girl, girl Who Knew Too Much. Uh, really kind of like, he kind of like laid out some of the stylistic templates that would later become what Argento was influenced by and made really ubiquitous, Right. But it's but it's it's kind of weird because you can keep going back. If you really want to know what influenced Giallo, you have to look at the German German creamies, cre- cream, creamies, yes, creamy, 
creamy. Um, you have to look at those. You have to look at the, um, honestly, some of the early Hammer films because those inspired a lot of Baba's earlier works as well, like Black Sunday, where he first kind of started to dabble with even some of the giallo aspects of his work. Um, you can go back to um, the noir films of Raymond Chandler. Um, you can go back to Hitchcock, right? These were the, these were the early crime films that started to kind of change and morph into this very specific kind of stylistic um, Italian version, right? The all kind of ba- all kind of based on mostly based on like those yellow pulp novels yeah. that were published in Italy at the time that were really cheap, you know, dime store novels. And, um, and the, but the yellow is, is important because that's what the edges of the paper. Correct. Like. Yeah. Yes. Um, I find it interesting that, and this was from Wikipedia and I did not know this, um, that maybe the first giallo was a movie called Obsession, which was based on James M. Cann's The Postman Allers Rings twice. Huh. Well, which that's is amazing. which is fascinating. Was, um, does that mean obsession? I would I would guess so. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's also considered by some to be the first uh, Italian neorealist film, which is really interesting. Italian neorealism was a um, popular film movement in Italy after World War II. It was kind of a um, a whiplash against the fascism of Mussolini. And it focused on the working class, the poor. It was mostly shot on location. It was um, their protagonists were, were were the common man, right? And uh, and that's that's where a lot of your really well respected Italian cinema is is kind of got a lot of leg, a lot of footing. Um, your Fellini, you know, for instance, he got his start in Italian realism. But it's fascinating to me that there's the the lowbrow and the highbrow all kind of maybe started in this one nexus of a movie based on the postman always rings twice a movie that it was remake uh, with covered. Jack Nicholson. We've covered. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's very, Oh, did you have more there? Uh, no, that's, that pretty much sums it up. I, I don't want to get too in the weeds beyond that because it can be contested. It's, I mean, it's, it's a very rich genre, the giallo film, and there's a lot of um, opinions about it. And I'm not going to say I, I'm going to I'm not going to say anything definitively about any of it, but I think that's a good primer for the uninitiated. Yeah, yeah and also it should be stated also that there's probably contention over this, but other countries have made films in this style. Now, whether or not they can actually be called Giallo, that's going to be for other people to, to argue about. But we can certainly say that um, in the UK, France, Spain, Germany, I think there are even Hong Kong films that are yeah. uh, that are Giallo inspired. And certainly um, some of the early slashers uh, mm-hmm. in, like Halloween, Black, Sun, uh, Black Christmas. Um, for sure. You know, you can you can certainly um, and and maybe even the first Friday the Thirteenth has mm-hmm. has a Giallo style to it because we don't know who the killer is until the end. Yep. Yeah, I think that, that is that's key. Is that and then there are, know, there are there are there yeah there have been people who have been intentionally making films in their home countries that mimic the style yeah. of the Italian version of of a crime film. Yeah. Right. So that that muddies the waters quite a bit. Can you call that a giallo or it's probably just giallo inspired, right? 
Right. Yeah. yeah, as, yeah. It's, it's not, it's got to be, it's like bourbon in Kentucky. Right? Yeah. And it's it kind of is champagne in France. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I will say this because you said this was one of the first yellows you'd seen. We actually had our trip to Italy and that was the inspiration for me seeking out giallo films because we watched one the night killer it was the only one it was the only one that we watched that was really kind of that could be called a giallo but (laughs) it led to a discussion and jason gave me well i think you both gave me names like argento martino and i had seen suspiria like i'd seen some other argento films but i was like okay i'm gonna go seek this stuff out because it sounds really interesting to me i didn't find any of the names you gave me i found this movie first and I'm so thankful that I did because it really is. If I were to talk to someone tomorrow and they said, what movie would you recommend me to watch to kind of get into Giallo? I'd say Blood and Black Lace, Deep Red or Bird with the Crystal Plumage. And I think this is 1000% a perfect entry point because mm-hmm. there are so many Giallo that are way over the top, way more grotesque, way more kind of in the weeds of mystery than this film is it's just in my eyes in watching it probably the 12th time in the last year and a half kind of perfect and i really love this movie and i'm excited to talk more about it i was, oh i was gonna say that yes good, i'm excited too i um there's something about this movie that always kind of puts me to sleep though i don't know what it is it, it's Every time I watch it, maybe it's maybe it's because I've seen it so much that I just kind of like I kind of get swept up in the visual style of it Um, to give it a little bit more (laughs) pizzazz this time around to kind of keep me more engaged. I put the subtitles on and watched it, which is always fun with an Italian movie, Italian dub (laughs) movie, because it fucking doesn't match at all. Like there are there are actual plot points in the subtitling like the closed captioning that are not spoken dialogue. It's really? wild. Yep. Really? Yep. So yep. it's like, so that probably is coming from the fact that some dialogue changes in the translation for sure. And therefore the, 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 the subtitles is, are probably like perfect translation, but there is text on screen when people are not talking. <laughs> it's so crazy. It's like, they're trying to give more context to what's happening but people aren't saying the words that are being put on screen. It's weird. This is, I watched it on Criterion. I don't know if the, what print they used um, and whose subtitling they used, but, um, but yeah, that was pretty wild. Uh, and I'll talk about a couple of moments, or at least one big moment when we get to it late in the film. Just it's, from my understanding, because I watch it in Italian with English subtitles. You watched it in English. with. Italian I watched subtitles? it on Criterion, which, which is the dubbed version. Okay. But I put on the subtitling. Interesting. I never watched it. And the dubbing and the captioning are totally different. I started the Italian and I realized, oops, I'm on the wrong video on YouTube. And then I switched (laughs) over because I I wanted to find out if it was really Cameron Mitchell talking. It is not. No, it's not not. grizzled enough. Yeah, I wonder too. It's 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 not far off. He was one of the only ones who sounded somewhat natural in the dubbing. I thought, but um, but yeah, I don't think it's him. Although I've it never, could it could it could be him, Jeff, before like decades of of whiskey. Booze? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I Honestly, don't know. It could he's, be. 
I, I don't know. He was um, um, his double. I will say the, the first best too. Uh, I will say that the the first time you see him in this movie, I was not surprised that he was sitting down. <laughs> one other one other important thing to note about this movie is it was in Technicolor, yeah. which is yes. not a way that you are supposed to shoot drama. Drama, um, but it is wildly important to how this movie looks in the style of it and what I love most about it is how it looks. Yeah. Stylistically, I would have to agree. Um, I mean, it's beautiful. It, the way it's shot, the color is, 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 is a character in and of itself. Yep. And is the most striking thing about the movie, the plot that the, what happens is, you know, it's especially now, you know, if somebody were watch this movie for the first time, they've seen a hundred thousand, crime films right there it's not bringing a whole lot of extra to the table there but man it it has got the style in spades every shot is meticulous i mean baba definitely wanted to make a movie that looked good and sounded good and he and he and he achieved that for sure and then along the way he established so many stylistic things that were then taken by other directors namely argento i mean you are, there is no the visual look of Suspiria, in my opinion, does not exist without this movie. Um, oh, I agree. So yeah, anyway. uh, yeah, absolutely. Because um, this movie is very, very rich to look at, mm-hmm. um, yep. and it, and it hits you right out of the gate. Can I just say that one of the the best things I saw in my life are those credits. Yep, yep. I love it's fucking amazing. I, I love that it's. Um, it, it makes me think. <laughs> this is weird. You guys are gonna have to hang with me here. This, this is, this is, this might be the J and B talking, guys. <laughs> but um, it, it, it reminds me of the old nineteen sixty six Batman movie because it opens with you seeing every character as if they're presented to you. Yeah, and I love that. Um, it, it yeah. almost comes across like a playbill. It's like, here are our actors and, you know, and yeah, Um, it doesn't matter how long they stick around in the movie because one person gets it real quick. It does not matter. You're going to see them and you're, and you, you put a name to their face. Yeah. I I don't know. Go ahead, Jason. It reminds me kind of, of like, I read a lot of Agatha Christie novels when I was a kid and those were, you know, those are proto giallo. Yeah. Um, and and you know those were the types of books that were that were published as you know the yellow yellow papered books in in Italy, and 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 I, I I cannot agree more about those opening credits. It's like it's like here's your cast of characters. It's that playbill feeling. It's like it's almost like you know a table of contents in a novel. It's just and the way everyone is lit is it gives you almost that stylistic template for the film and um and it's all they're all frozen their faces lit the backgrounds and scenery around them just so rich in color i mean yeah I, well, i'm there, a sucker for a great opening title sequence and this is yeah. one of the great ones it's one of the great ones well there is definitely a um a, a, a sinister appearance to all of it. it's um because as we do find out later Cause there's another great shot where everybody's looking at the same thing at different times. Mm-hmm. That's my mm-hmm. favorite shot in the movie. And, yep. and it is, 
it is telling the audience it's 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 opening up the box of clue and you're going through the characters and you're you're getting that everybody and anybody could be to blame for for what happens that shot is very hitchcock like unbelievably hitchcock um but yes it is it is excellent in this and and that's also one of my great criticisms which we'll get to all right is so, it doesn't pay off for me but okay well, that's it, fair. It, pays, it pays off for me i think but i don't have the same this is this, is this is this is the rare this is the rare like like 88 minute movie that could be made better by adding about 15 minutes well this is this is uh, you know chuck jason except for except for fish called wanda he's just gonna he's just gonna tell you everything you pick sucks <laughs> no yeah because no, i cause... hated a fish called wanda no i jason... said except for that you're drinking too much <laughs> jason and i have 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 i why why should i just sit here and just love everything about the movie that's no fun it's no fun that's not criticism this is not a criticism. So. <laughs> well, yeah, it should be. If it's not, what the fuck are we doing? Okay, let's let's get back to the movie. <laughs> That's what I've been doing for two hundred plus episodes. What the fuck are you doing? To, to be honest, to be honest, woo, to be honest with both of you, we're in Italy, and that can unnerve anyone and make them say shit. But Jason likes. Oh, is the boat docked? Are we here? Anyway, Jason likes this movie. I, I know. know that. I know, but he wants to critique everything that you That's brought probably, to the I movie. mean, I, I think it's fine to critique it. I, I, really I do. I like, this, I, I like this movie a lot. I like this movie tons. <laughs> I'm just joking, guys. Come on. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Too much J&B. <laughs> Good Lord. You know what's <laughs> funny about this? I'm mainlining the J&B. I'm snorting it. I got, I'm make I, got, it. I got a J&B tampon at my butt right now. <laughs> Nobody else can see this but you two. <laughs> it says rare. It, it says rare and as we all know this fucking jmb is not rare it is in no. every italian movie ever it shows up in the thing and i really want in other movies i really want someone to compile the jmb supercut yes every film that has or even like a twitter account that just posts well chuck what are you doing you go get that every, yeah i can do that that's go what get you that could right be doing now. with your life but let's talk about this movie all right it starts with a really great looking scene of a sign falling down. And oh, swinging in front of yeah. Him. I like this a lot, too, because as it swings back and forth, you can see the action inside mm-hmm. this building. It's mm-hmm. great. Yes, it's so beautiful. And what I love ba- Bava about Bava is he's always looking at this stuff. And I don't know if he has a great cinematographer. He is his eye. Yeah, yes, he's, he's, he's he, right? his his start is the is the cinematography. Yeah. It's his oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, um, sure. Yeah, absolutely. And we have this great jazzy crime music playing as it comes in. Um, yeah, and there, there, can I talk real quick about the about the theme that plays during the the, uh, yeah, the credits yeah. and the because there's a lot of that. I also was getting a little bit of that early James Bond, the early the early John Barry still jazzy scores, and uh, with that with with that mixed with the 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 stuff during the opening credits felt a little bit like those two movies um that weren't done by the normal guy um from russia with love and goldfinger that where there's there's actual action happening 
in front of you as this is kind of being rolled out for you with this kind of jazzy theme. Um, I, I was I was at home with that. That's awesome to hear. I, oh, I, I like was... I like it a lot too. Um, it's got like this. It almost feels like a like calypso. Like it'd be a plan at the Copacabana. You know, it's got like a tango flair to it. It's yeah. It's just so um, engaging and well, it doesn't it's, it's, quite it's, fit a suspense narrative, but it makes it feel it fits the society that these people are a part of. Yeah. And it fits the era. Yeah. And it, and it, and it kind of gives things like a, like almost an airiness to, to the movie to where, when the violence happens in the stingers in the score happen, it's, it's such a contrast that it's a more effective well, right. it, it, it's also, I mean, like, because it's also a little sexy too, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're dealing mm-hmm. with fashion people, you're dealing with models. Um, there is a, um, there is a sense that these girls are giving up a lot just to walk a runway for people who are not very warm or likable. Yeah, yeah. And, and they all hate each other, and you know that they would all stab each other in the back maybe sometimes literally you don't know what the way this movie plays out uh to to have the other one's boyfriend or something you know it's Mm -hmm. like there's so there is a little bit of a sex appeal to it too yeah and it's a little overt at times but really you feel like anybody in this movie could be the killer which is what i think makes it a lot of fun because i Having known who the actors are, and this is 40 years later, I kind of knew who did it the first time I watched it. But that still can't, I can't take that away from the movie. And like, well, I I was earlier. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. ahead. Well, I was just going to say to your point about kind of already knowing based on who the people are in this, um, I was looking forward to the moment that the movie proved me wrong where it's realized or proved wrong. Yeah, exactly. It's like either, either we're going to see it play out the way I thought, and I'm still going to be satisfied or I'm going to be like to the moon, overly satisfied by it proving me wrong. Yeah. That would have been awesome. I just don't know how that's possible, but this movie to me, this is another point that Jason made earlier, like having known thrillers and dramas for 40 years 60 60 years almost post this movie it's a bit like listening to the rolling stones for the first time and being underwhelmed because you've heard all this before right right? in the in the subsequent 40 years you've been alive and not known that the rolling stones were the ones to like give it to you first right away but i I mean there go ahead if you have a point on that jason I, I would I would still argue that Raymond Chandler and Alfred Hitchcock gave it to us first, and Probably. this was this was this was already a you know the beginning of 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 retreaded you know crime pot plot lines. Like it's uh, the what makes this movie great is the style to me, not the story. Um, I agree. Um, the 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 plot itself to me is a bit pedantic. Um, they do a lot. He does a lot with a very thin script, in my opinion, but there's not a whole lot there other than, yeah, some initial intrigue that kind of becomes a little, a little um, quickly resolved yeah. 
it's I'm always surprised. I won't, I won't I won't say what happens yet because we're not there, but I'm always surprised by how quickly it they go from anybody could do it to oh they did it. <laughs> you know? It is it is a bit abrupt. It is a bit abrupt, and I'm I'm okay with that. But yeah. let's let's talk about it. We have Franco, who we find out is an antique dealer who shows up in front of the. I don't even know what you call it. It's the, model the house. It's the, it's the, it's a fashion house. It's a, um, a fashion. House, it's the, um, it, it says Christian. I don't know ex- exactly how that would be pronounced in, in Italian, but it, it's for, it's Hulk Christina's uh, house of, of culture. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. the hot couture, the, the high, high fashion. And they mm-hmm. do shows there. They, they, they put stuff together there. So yeah, yep. it's, yeah, so it's, it's a little bit of a it's a little bit of a campus too, or not a campus, but a like a dorm of sorts because it seems like some of the girls live there too or live nearby mm-hmm. um, together as if they're put up there as part of their job or something. Yeah, I do. I do like the setting of this movie a lot, and and to me, this is another reason why. I, and Suspiria, it's debatable as, as to whether you can really call that a giallo film because of the fact that it has a supernatural element to it, but, um, but I do feel like, like Argento again was trying to take, all right, what's another setting of high society that I can use. And he takes ballet and he puts about, we have ballerinas now instead of models, right. Runway models. And it's, there's, there's definitely a parallel there. Well, and it's also, I mean, that is also introducing, murder and intrigue and this kind of underbelly stuff mm, into yes. a world that most people can't imagine it existing yeah like black, we're, backstabbing we're all, and yeah and, the three and, of us are, cheating uh cheating lovers yeah. yeah yeah i mean the three of us are cynical enough to know that that shit is petty as hell mm-hmm. you know but like back then or to some people who are just so taken by that like, you know, there's still a lot of people in this world that are so taken by celebrity that yeah. they can't imagine the celebrities are bad people. And it's, it's like, all Camelot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, but they probably mostly are. But Camelot uh, was pretty fucking backstabby too. Let's yeah. not go to Camelot after all. It is a silly place. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get back to the movie now? Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 No, that was all good stuff. I'm being a jackass. So we have Franco showing up. And he's he's itchy, he's scratchy, he's in dire need of something. We don't know yeah, what yeah. yet, but all of us cynical people know. We know, um, we right? know what's up. We've <laughs> yeah. we we've known people like this. <laughs> yeah, and he's he's talking with Nicole, and Nicole is like, "Well, why don't you ask Isabella for the stuff you need?" And he's like, "Well, I've had a fight with Isabella, and she stole mine, right?" And they kind of disperse, and then we have a car roll up, and it, Isabella pours out. I don't know why this is a weird part of the movie for me, but I'm going to let it go because we need a first kill, right? Instead of going to the building, she runs into the park near the building. Well, I'm, I'm guessing she's probably going to do a little bit of that stuff that she stole. Maybe, from yeah. Franco. Or maybe. maybe she's going to cop. I don't know. You know? Yeah. But she runs down there and she has the first encounter. Oh, wait a minute. They said that. Didn't they already say that she was already late when she arrived? So like she, I think I think the idea was that maybe she was trying to sneak in. Maybe she could have been. She could have been. Maybe she knew because she was constantly passage. late. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe she knew of a secret passage that we see later in the movie. Um, 
but she has the first encounter with the killer, which has to be, in my estimation, iconic. The 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 blank face, all in black, yes. glove yeah. killer. It yeah. has to be iconic, yeah. right? Even if you don't know. Sure. And he looks awesome and scary. For even today, if that showed up in a movie, I'd be like, "That's fucking scary." That's well, scary it's, killer, it's, dude. it's scary because you it could literally be anybody, right? You know. Yeah, one hundred percent. You don't. Well, know it's, it I love it later on when the witness is describing it to the police. He's like, they asked, you know, "Was it a man?" It's like, "I think so," but he, he but he didn't have a face. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yes, he says one hundred percent a man. I think he says it was absolutely a man, but he didn't have a face. Mm-hmm. And then our detective, who was all knowing but unable to figure out this thing, says he's probably wearing a mask. Oh, oh, uh, he's he's all knowing in the sense that he just doesn't trust anybody. <laughs> so he's right. going to be right about someone. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's him. That is my dude. But Isabella gets choked out, beat against a tree, and killed. And they show her getting dragged out panties out to who knows where right um and then we meet uh christiana who is the madam of the place the she's the owner actually of this house of culture i think as you called it jeff well it's it's Uh, a it's a fashion house it's a yeah uh, yeah high high culture is what that stands for but it's it's a uh, it's a fashion house. It's, yeah, yeah. Well, we actually right before that we meet um, Cameron Mitchell, who is the manager of this fashion house, and he is talking to Christiana about how. Well, Isabella is is a screw up. She's yeah, always Isabella's late. A screw up. She's always late. She's late as she was yesterday, which is she never fucking showed up. <laughs> right basically then which is which is she is going to be as late as she was yesterday then yes there's no <laughs> way around that um but she'll probably get fired at that point and well, yeah because he's like he's like yeah just get rid of her then like he he's actually telling the owner yeah just fire her then i don't care you know yeah and he has this kind of wry smile on his face when she walks out and that's like a huge tell just in well, general, yeah, after the days. fact yeah yes yeah but even these days like if i had saw this movie yesterday for the first time i'd be like that motherfucker <laughs> i know that motherfucker he's yeah. that guy he's, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, yeah i yeah he's that guy that we've often seen be a bad guy yeah but uh christiana walks through the house and we have this really i love the art i love the 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 red um not models the red oh it's the it's the um it, it's the it, it's the mannequins that yes, are mannequins. Uh, yeah that, that they basically are, are fitting um it, it's the uh oh, what do they call that it's the seamstress um mannequin yeah they put the the clothes over them and fit the and they fit it yeah whatever what have you there's just some great like looks to all the sets in this movie Mm -hmm. and we kind of get a few like single run-through shots of that little set which are really cool which we'll talk about one soon i think but christiana finds isabella stuffed into like an armoire or a coat closet or a dress closet whatever you want to call it and she screams 
And then we meet Inspector Silvestri. <laughs> the nicest Jeff, guy on the planet. I think you have some thoughts about this guy. Yeah, um, this guy, this guy has the has the um, uh, yeah, he has the personality of, of a member of the Gestapo. Um, <laughs> you know, at one point, he tells a guy who who had a um, albeit we already knew was was a phony um, was a phony alibi. But he tells the guy and the other guy is there. And it's like, yeah, he was with me the whole night. And he says something about, well, considering the time of this, this and this, um, your alibi means nothing. Yeah, <laughs> like, somebody died after your alibi. Yes, yeah, so it doesn't mean and, anything. Yeah. yeah, and he's just so he is so straight and narrow, which is is something that we see in a lot of these giallos or gialli. I'll use the proper uh, <laughs> the proper plural there, but it is something that we see in a lot of these where it's like the 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 police inspector is so rigid. He is unflappable and it's hard to say if he's ever exactly right, but he could always make the argument after the fact that he was right. And, 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 and he'll do it in the most um, um, dickish way possible. Maybe that's probably the right word. Right. Um, but yeah, this guy, this guy is, um, I wouldn't want him questioning me. Let's put it that way because it's no, like, me neither. Because it's like, well, sir, I don't even, I'm not even in Italy. It's like, well, your alibi means nothing. Somebody <laughs> died in the United States. But he's also kind of a bad questioner because he doesn't ask follow-up questions. He just, no. the one, he, the one lady, Chris, Christian, she's just like, I don't have time for this and just walks away. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, he's okay, like well, all right, well, and he's mind. like, well, I guess I'm not going to follow up on that line of questioning. It's, it's kind of goofy. Well, he, <laughs> he, he pretty much already knows two things one that because a, a pretty girls are being murdered it has to be a sex maniac right. and number two <laughs> only sex maniacs are men so yeah, he actually, only he, ever detains men he's actually kind of a bad inspector he, he, he sucks kind of, he, he i sucks. was going to say that that in this era in a lot of the jolly i've seen the investigator is always a vehicle to to spur the killer into action that is not true really not really like a really solid investigator right well this guy ever. this guy is so good he's so good at copping that he forces the killer and or killers to fuck it up yes yeah that's what he's good at we, and we that, that's also- interesting because the that's where I think the giallo and I'm going to mispronounce this wildly, the Polishkietti films. Polietesci? That's what I Polietieschi, whatever. <laughs> the um, kind of differ, right? Because the policeman, the inspector is like the main protagonist. It's like Dirty Harry, right? It's, right. it's cops versus criminals. And it's not a murder mystery generally in those where there's this unknown criminal the criminal is known, the cop is known, and they go head to head. And it's a battle of wits, right? right. Who's going to come out on top? And it's always the, the police, right? So it's kind of like this weird kind of reaction to the neorealism and also this, this post-fascism world where the police authority isn't used to having to play by the rules. 
they want to break the rules to catch the bad guys and they're constantly at tug and war with with what law and order really should be in a democracy right. yeah anyway that's an interesting we interesting don't have point. any of those this month but maybe maybe in our our tour of italy for evil dead 10 i we'll, i we'll i thought you. <laughs> <laughs> i thought i thought you were, eight. <laughs> yeah, i thought you were gonna say that we didn't have any of those in our country oh ha. <laughs> so one other thing to note we have marco who i think is just a seamstress almost for lack of a better term who helps get the models into their clothing measure stuff make sure they're looking good before he sends them out he has a really cool shot behind a wall like a kind of a half wall just before Silvestri shows up where he's apparently doing drugs and we have the the mannequin in the forefront um he is often painted as the most likely person i think to have committed any of this stuff in this you're movie. talking about the guy that is he the is is he the guy who goes out to fix the sign at the beginning or is he yes. the guy okay because yeah. because the, the other guy i kind of thought of too is the guy franco. who's okay franco is like the too obvious red herring well franco wait no franco Franco's the antique guy. Yeah, he's um, the yeah. boyfriend, the cocaine addicted boyfriend. Franco. Marco is the guy who puts the right. The him. the other guy that I thought Frank, was Frank Black. Mm-hmm. I mean Jack Black. Uh, well, no, I was going to say the guy who's a um, a, uh, a a dead ringer for Peter Lorre. Yeah, he looks like Jack Black too to me. Oh, okay. Well, yes, I was going to say that the Peter Lorre thing is a, is a little bit more apt because I feel like both of his eyes could point in different directions at any fair. moment fair i thought that was columbo <laughs> no <laughs> well <laughs> well one had a glass eye peter laurie i think was just crazy enough to do oh that. you're right i, I said that my bad uh, I, did i just get canceled for the first time on films? <laughs> I might have. well if you've done it once might as well go for two can I say to that it's really hard eyes. to follow the names in this movie when it is when well in in a, in 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 a, on a good day it's difficult it's even more difficult when you watch this it with dubbed and subtitles because the names are different <laughs> they use the original Italian names in the subtitles but the dubbing was using the American names right because holy uh, shit that's confusing they yeah. don't even use the names of characters enough in this movie no. to begin with only some of the like Franco is the most named like constantly Marco is Other the only they- one I think that it's like the same in both <laughs> well yeah because because uh, Cameron Mitchell's uh, Massimo which is Max in, yeah, Franco is is easy enough because it's Frank and Franco. Yes, um, he's Massimo, but they also call him Mal- Max. Or- well, Massimo Moriaki and and Max, Mo- and Max Morlin is his English dub name. Yeah, yeah, that's I've never fun. done that dub. That's funny. It's wild. It's yeah. wild. Um, also, I'll top it on for 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 shits and giggles. You've you've got it. The Criterion Channel, I think. Um, it's pretty fun copy of this movie the uh the other thing is also the cigarette budget in this movie is out of control it's out of control yeah it really is (laughs) (laughs) let's put it this way we all know why cameron mitchell died 30 years later because he's never not smoking in this movie (laughs) i mean between the smoke and the booze you know one of them's gonna get (laughs) you okay 
<laughs> Inspector Silvestri shows up and inad- inadequately <laughs> investigates everything. And then he leaves. Right? Right. Um, then we find out during that that Peggy was Il- Isabella's roommate, which is kind of a, an important note. They're all living in either an apartment or a house or somewhere um, together. But she, Peggy is really broken up about this. But then we kind of break away from all this because somebody has let Silvestri know that Franco and Isabella were dating, right? Right. So the inspector visits Franco and says, you know, Franco says we're friends, not lovers. He didn't know about the cocaine and blah, 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 blah. Um, and then afterwards, back at the, the model house, they're searching for a brooch that Isabella was supposed to wear with a black dress to her next show, right? Which, right. Which to the, in that house she was well. the next she was the next person to go out on the ran, on the runway. Yes. And while they're looking through boxes where she supposedly gift boxes where she supposedly kept her stuff, um, Nicole, I think it's Nicole. Yeah. Well, Nicole, Nicole is the one who ultimately claims she finds it. the diary. But she right. finds the diary. Right. And that diary is hot shit. Yes, because as soon as the diary's pulled out, everyone in the room and I love this shot and the subsequent stuff that follows. Oh, like especially with a, the purse sitting there and right in front of a camera. Oh, it's yeah. so great. I love it. I love it. Um, but everyone in the room kind of gives that look we're so used to now, like the quick look at the camera or the, the, the quick shot of their face, like they're astonished or scared or whatever they are. I half wanted um, to see the dog from the burbs cut in there. That, yeah, that, that's that shot, though, right? <laughs> I mean, that's that shot. Yeah. Um, I think there, I, I think there's an edit coming where we could cut in a whole bunch of different people looking at the. <laughs> well, it could be all of us. And yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> but no, apparently Isabella knew everybody's secrets. Yes, and she she kind of everyone owed her money. Everyone either owed her money or she knew information on them that could get them in trouble because they're all very fucking leery about. This this is like where I feel like it, the movie could have been fleshed out a little bit and we could have gotten into some of the more nitty gritty of that knowledge. Right. Um, I would have liked to have seen the the journal change hands a couple times more than it did. Oh, um, because it never does. Nicole takes it and keeps it. Yeah. <laughs> and then starts so, burning it. Yeah. <laughs> that's that I think you could have done more with that. Um and it would have made it a more rich experience. You would have, I think you would have questioned motives a little bit more differently uh, rather than kind of going for cheap red herring. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. No, I get you. And I think that's something storytellers probably learned over time in movies. I don't know. I I don't watch as many fifties, forties. Well, I mean, not everyone is Hitchcock. I know, but I mean, people were doing it. Yeah, see, I don't have that as much knowledge, and I've watched Hitchcock, but I don't remember it as well, obviously, as you do. But yes, I do agree. There could have been more intrigue, but I thought what they did with it was good. Yeah, I mean, I, maybe look, not great, but I think it was adequate. It, it it's fine. It's fine. It's um, yeah, it's fine. It, it really is. I mean, the movie, 
<laughs> is, is fine, Jason. Yeah, I'm trying. I was trying to find an analogy, but it, nothing was coming to me. So it's fine. <laughs> Fair. Well, everyone keeps looking at the damn purse after Nicole leaves it on a table. There's some cool shots between like the the straps of the purse and one of the old roommates is like looking through it and you know you see a table or a hand hit the table that it's on and they're like oh is this hand about to pick it up nope he just keeps walking and then there's also nicole going to call franco yes to say i've got the i've got the the um i've got it and then you see a shadow of somebody i really like dropping that's my Um, next note I love that shadow shot. Yeah. That that's that there's a lot of restraint in that. Because an American somebody, film would have shown you who was listening. The face. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Or, or at least or, the body. Yes, exactly. To, to allow that just be a shadow is is really it's a really good choice. Yep. It's yeah. super stylish mm-hmm. in my opinion. And we have it this is. The killer is kind of ultra knowing and maybe he gleaned some of this from the conversation because Franco tells Nicole that he's sick and she has a reaction to this fact and she gets a call shortly after where Franco's voice has gotten worse yeah but we know it's not Franco but she doesn't because he gives her the same information again right kind of in a way and he's like so Franco is supposed to be coming to the model house the call comes in and he's like, nope, I'm not doing well enough. I need the fucking drugs. You got to come. I'm not going to fake the voice here. You got to come to me. Yeah, it, it, this is this is one of those like, I don't know that I buy it moments. I don't I don't either, but I still like it. Yeah. I don't know why. I'm still OK. OK with it. I don't like it. I'm OK with it. Sure. But it's yeah. but it but it definitely makes me kind of like hmm, scratch my head. Would she really not recognize his voice? Yes. And well, I, think I mean, uh, to be honest with you, about him <laughs> to, being sick. to be honest with you, I didn't really notice that much of a difference. And uh, I had to piece that together later. That's that's a good point. Because well, I didn't notice a difference either because they don't want you to notice a difference. Yeah, it's the same it's guy. A totally overdubbing. different person. Right. Yeah. But it's the it same is probably guy. The same guy overdubbing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Wait, I didn't hear. The, I didn't hear the overdub. So I do think it's oh, it's got to be the same guy. It sounds almost identical. Yeah, it well, is. Well, one guy sounds a little. Well, the second call, Franco is a little version. bit more. Uh, you know, watch the Italian version. It does sound a little different, mm. which is kind of interesting because it is kind of not. It's. I think it is meant to make the viewer think this isn't the same person. In the Italian. Uh, well, well, you're spoke. I mean, she 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 does mention something, I think, about well, she doesn't she doesn't recognize him at first because he has to clarify that it's Frank. Right. Right. But but I, that's what I just don't buy. I don't buy that. She would just like, oh, it is you. Yeah, you're just I you're just know. sick from drugs. And so you totally sound like a different person now. I Yeah. That, it, I don't want to belabor fair. it. I don't want to belabor it. It's a small thing. That's that fair. took that took me out of it for a second. That's it. That's fair. Um, but she decides that, based on his request, he's not going to be able to make it. Obviously, we all know at this point it's not the same person for whatever reason. You know this, and she goes and asks for the keys to her other friend's car. I can't remember who it is. Was it 
Peggy. I, do. I don't know. Yeah, I also Peggy. I also have like a wicked case of facial amnesia watching this movie. Me too. Other than um, names, weird. other than like Tao Lee, who man, what else did Claude Dante's ever do? Because she is like spooky gorgeous in this. She's stunning. Yeah. Yeah. She's stunning. Yeah. And she's a very small part in this overall. Yeah. Um, but I think it was Peggy who grabbed the keys for Nicole. Um, and in the process, she walks away from the purse and we have purse centric shot. Nicole gets ready to leave to go pick up Franco and give him drugs. And we have the, the coat rack or the clothes rack go across the scene and the stinger of the purse just being gone. Yeah. Which this is the point I think, Jason, you think maybe they could have extrapolated this beyond, but really, um, I think Peggy just picked up the purse. <laughs> well, I know what happened. Um, I just wish that, that that more people would have gotten their hands right. on it. It would have been cool if it ended up in other hands here. Yeah. What, what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but really, I mean, play, Peggy... play it like a true MacGuffin, right? Yeah. The thing, the thing that you know what it is that's important to everything that moves the plot. Yeah. Well, I still don't know that that MacGuffin had anything to do with the finale, anyway, right? Like, um. Oh, it most definitely did. I mean, oh I mean, yeah. Never mind. The fact Never mind. that Forget. the the fact that the diary exists is the whole reason why like five more people die. We just never see the entry in the diary that explains the yeah. motive for the thing, which would have been cool to see. Too. And we don't see we don't see the entry in the diary that explains the motive for a couple of other people being a suspect. Yes. Right. Right. You're right. So that kind of bugs me too. But again, you know, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> so yeah, Isabella knew <laughs> Isabella knew some shit, but Peggy has her diary. Um, yeah. The the inspector visits Franco again, but he tells. Oh, does he tell him? That? Hold on, I'm back. I'm. It it, it gets it gets a little funky because yeah, you've got because I can't remember the goddamn names. That's the problem with talking about this movie is the name. You're right. I can't either. But now I know Nicole at this point leaves to go to Franco's antiques, which is a fucking one of my favorite, probably murder sets and kills in a movie that's not modern. Like Nicole shows up, she goes into Franco's place. Um, yeah. See the killer's hand come up from behind like a desk or a, like a something and he's going to turn off the lights and then he decides not to and his hand pulls back um and then we have all these flashing lights going like yeah. illuminating certain aspects of the room yeah. it just looks beautiful it is it's cool i agree set. i agree it is a great set it's, it's my favorite my favorite like suspense moment in the movie as well and then he kills her with a spiked glove. Where the hell did he get that thing? It was off of the off of the night that he pushes on her. He pushes. Oh, yeah, on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Her. Okay. Um, and I'm pretty yeah. sure that's where he gets it from. But they keep showing him like there's one shot, which is kind of bad in retrospect, but there's a flash of light and you see the killer in the middle of the room and then it flashes and he disappears, but you kind of see him disappear instead of just mm-hmm. being gone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be funny think, if, if the flash came back on, you see him just walk. It's like, um, oh, um, oh, oh, shit. It's kind of like, I think this was the, this was what we had at the time. 
and when you up convert it to blu-ray or whatever you get this effect whatever probably it's still fucking rad i think yeah um and then he smashes her in the face with that glove you were talking about jc yeah yeah he drags her the killer loves to drag the dead person to another place and throw shit on them which he does here um he's throwing shit on them yeah well he he, he throws the antique night garb on her um so then that somebody witnesses the car like peeling out yes so they're Yes, and that's when the inspector gets involved, and he puts it together that it's Peggy's car. The one guy is like, "Yeah, I saw somebody flee, but he didn't have a face." Um, they find the body, and then uh, the inspector talks to Peggy. Is like, "Where are you?" Oh, I lent my car to Nicole. Yep, and then he's like, "Well, I got some more questions about that." Right. And then he confronts Marco, no, Franco about um fucking Marco Polo. Franco Let me go Polo, back. Let me go about back the drugs too, right? He he confronted him about the drugs a little well, maybe in the future, but at this point because he's suspect does, number one, because he she was killed in at his place. Yeah, plus he's point. a plus he's a dirty drug user. Yeah, but he calls users. he calls um Peggy, who at this point, the inspector calls Peggy, who at this point has oh, the diary, yeah. and is like, I want to come up and talk to you. And Marco is there. And Marco yeah. has professed his love in this weird fucking thing, whatever, forget that. Um, <laughs> and Marco's like, goes into her purse, she freaks out, gives him a cigarette because that's what he wanted. Right. And then right, once right, the right. inspector calls, he's like, Oh, I need to get out I of should, here. I should like, peace out of here. Yeah. Yeah, I should peace out of here. And while the inspector's coming over, the doorbell rings. See, to me, I never, I never suspect Marco because of that. You're supposed to. I know, but I never suspect Marco because he's in the room with Peggy while Nicole's getting killed. Well, that's another thing. They don't do a really great job in this movie of delineating timelines. They don't. And it's this, this to me, this scene is kind of like a, a Billy um, from Scream scene mm-hmm. where you're supposed to connect him in a way that you you're supposed to think that the he's time. the one who kills her, like in the next scene, because yes. he was just there. Yes. Right. But, but it doesn't the timing doesn't add up. Yeah, yes, it's a it little doesn't. muddy. In the that's, that's just not great scripting. That's that's, you know, that, it's that's, like, that's just Italian. Yeah. It is just Maybe. Italian. It is. But it is very it happens much just a lot Italian. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, it, it's. I mean, well, Italians, well, when Italians you're, when are going to go out when you're cranking out like as a screenwriter in this time era, like twenty scripts a day. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> I, I, I mean, it, it should always be. You know, I think it should always be said when it comes to this type of stuff that. Um, while every Italian filmmaker probably had some sort of style or, you know, whatever to their movies, these movies that were made that were what we would, I mean, we we call it what it is. They're exploitation films. Mm -hmm. They're going to put a premium on the style over the actual 
totally the, the actual realism so you know like the the first thing you got to think of when you sit down and watch suspiria is um the colors sure are pretty a lot of this ain't gonna make sense it doesn't matter it's you're gonna be satisfied in yep. the end yeah I think that's the- fair but i also think that our generation was fooled by the sixth sense which gave itself away way before we ever figured it out. I think this generation didn't have the same. They hadn't been led to this point where they're figuring shit out all the time. Right. Like I have a way more discernible eye post six sense than I did before it. I don't know though, because there were still Agatha Christie novels. Yeah, but I didn't read them. There was still Hitchcock films. I know, I but, I, but I mean, but I'm I mean, saying there's a majority of the audience that doesn't. But I don't think it's an excuse for for bad, for bad for, writing. for sloppy fair. for sloppy plotting. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. But if you could get away with it, you could. Like well, I, yeah, don't that's, that, I don't that's know. That's that's the fucking Italian motto, man. Right, <laughs> and I'm okay. I am okay with that. Um, um, go ahead, Jeff. I I actually I think I interrupted both of you there uh, no no i'm just saying that it's like uh, this is uh, certainly these types of movies and every one that we're going to watch this month is going to certainly um they're going to put style on on the forefront mm-hmm. and then there's going to be like a a hard left turn (laughs) (laughs) and it's and you're gonna have to suspend some stuff (laughs) because because i can tell you we're gonna end this month on a hard left turn (laughs) as we are screaming out of italy because we probably like accidentally knocked over the leaning tower of pisa or something yeah so uh, yeah i mean there these movies have that kind of it, it will it will it, it's it's, it's a ride it reckless, it's a ride i'd call it reckless abandon in a lot of ways sure yeah but that and, but that's fine when when you can when you're kind of setting up like i i didn't sit here i didn't sit here watching this movie thinking oh it's got to be this this or this because these people it, it can't be anybody else it's got to be these things or i didn't sit watching you know the uh, bird with the crystal plumage saying oh well you know it, it can't be it can't be all of these things or it can't be that you know it's uh, some of those and cer- and certainly job deep, than others well like sure and certainly of- well i don't know about that because deep red doesn't make a whole lot of sense it in doesn't. the long run it really no it doesn't, doesn't. <laughs> uh, because the murderer in that movie should not be where the murderer was when right, the murder was, happened you know so well his mother well that's true that's true but i mean at the same time though it's like uh, he, the drunk reason, guy the drunk guy at the wall was not the killer of that kill that we saw but well, i know I, what you're I, saying. I know but like i'm saying that that the the problem comes beyond that where there's you know a lot of these movies are going to have wonky um motive or they're going to have wonky um uh, red herrings or, or there's always going to be a second person involved to help make other things yeah and again when you're writing 200 of these a day you got to come up with 200 motives a day yep yes. and all so, of them is going to be a second person was involved yeah <laughs> yeah 
Like I said earlier, I think I forgive a lot of this shit with Giallo just because well, I'm royally, it's the style. I'm royally entertained in this yeah. great style. But there, but there has, but there has to be more to more at play for it I to guess, work. Like not every Giallo is good. There are a lot of them that just are not good. No, I agree with that. But I like a majority of the not good ones too, just because I'm entertained. But I get, yeah. I 100% get what you're saying. I really do. I'm not saying that all giallos are good because they're not but a lot of them are entertaining well, well night night killer sure as hell wasn't oh good. my god yeah but i was entertained by that fair enough do you want my copy <laughs> yes okay. yes i will take it yeah he would he would definitely take that um i think you offered it to me and i was like eh. i just I the, love I, this i did the most stuff <laughs> yeah. so we'll get back to the movie in a second but i will like Jason, you mentioned earlier that a lot of these, or maybe it was Jeff. Yeah, it was Jeff. These are like proto slashers. None of our 80 slashers make a lick of fucking sense for the most part. Mm-mm. And most of these don't either. I really think Blood and Black Lace does make sense. And we'll, we'll get to why, but I just love, I love murder mysteries or killer movies where the killer has a razor blade or a knife. I just love them. I don't care why <laughs> they're killing people. I just enjoy it. Right? Like that's just me. Um, where were you we? Heard, at you heard school? it here, folks. At film seizure, Chuck yeah. enjoys it when people kill other people with a razor blade or a knife. It's true. In a Do movie. you not? In a Do movie. either of you not? I, I mean, no, no, I'm into it. I mean, yeah, sure. and, two, and it doesn't two out of three ha- film seater. <laughs> no, it doesn't have to be a movie for me. I'm in. Yeah. 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 All right. Sure. So what's next? Because I, I need someone to center. Uh, all right. Well, who's dead? All right. We've got um, Jason. You're not. Hey, Jason, me. you're 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 sounding really weird because you're leaned over. Like, Sorry, I'm yeah, leaning over. on your mic. So who's dead? We've got um, we've Nicole. got uh, Peggy has been has basically been kidnapped. Nicole's dead. The original lady's Isabella. dead. Isabella. Isabella. And now Peggy has been been like attacked in her apartment by someone who's, who's looking for the journal, which she has ripped some pages out. And then she's thrown in the fire because she, because she, like rips, she rips the pages out first. And then she throws them on fire that the ones that incriminate her, because I think what is she? she was, she's pregnant. She was yeah, pregnant. She had an abortion. Probably had an abortion. Yeah. So right, and then she which, decides to just burn the whole thing because the inspector's right. on the way over and she can't. She, she's like, that's pretty smart, actually. Just burn it. Right. Um, right. And then um, before the inspector shows up, the our masked killer shows up and he. He wants to journal. He whispers in her ear that he, she wants to, he wants to journal. She says she burned it, burns it. He doesn't believe her. He knocks her out. The inspector shows up and he's got to like sneak her out of the building. And he takes her like into the basement or something, ties her up and tries to question her again. She's like, I burned it. What do you want? And he ends up killing her by like burning her face on a furnace. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty fucked up. Yeah. Um. Yeah, by the way, yeah, the um the 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 spooky the the spooky chick with the short hair, she she could definitely be um potentially Vulcan or or Romulan. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She's she has that look for sure. She's yeah. she what did you call that one woman from uh what from uh what was that movie? Um 
Oh no, it was Walking, Walking Dead. Dead. Yeah, she yeah. was she was a Vulcan. Um, it's that haircut, man. <laughs> it's the haircut and the weird eyebrows. Um, anyway, <sighs> um, yeah. So basically, yeah. So she he he tortures her, but never gets the, he kills her before he tries to get any kind of an uh, of an answer from her that that he's satisfied with. Um, that's um bad killing. I, yeah, but I also think he maybe believes her. And he's oh, like, probably right, now well, you at this go. point he's got to get rid of her anyway yeah now um, i gotta go so um so then basically at this point the inspector the, the, the they inspector, show up and she's not there right and, yeah. and the inspector decides to round up all the men and um yeah. in this yeah. time also we have and all the women Marco, are at the are at the fashion house Right, yes. but Marco has gone to uh, uh, Christina's and her boyfriend, the the Marquis. Oh yeah, to say the, the we're all going to get arrested. So we got Franco. Oh, that Franco. that's Franco. No, 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 that's not Franco. It's it's Mar- yes. Marquis. Marquis. Yeah, Franco. Goes- Franco goes to the Marquis. Oh no, yes. I said Marco. I said Marco. Went. Never mind. Okay, so Franco. See again. Uh, some well, it doesn't Thanks. help when you have like the, the marquee is played by Franco Rizal. It's like that doesn't help. Well, no, I know because he's got a weird <laughs> mustache. And in the 80s, that exact look would have been played effeminately and would have been the gay suspect. All right. So here you're right. I am right. right. But anyway, but so Franco, he goes I'll, and he I says, OK, unless you want to. Well, I started what? it, but go ahead. I was trying to help out because you were on the name franco goes to the marquee and he says hey man i need you to be my alibi and the marquee's like well fuck you i don't have anything to do this he's like ha 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 you owe seven million lira to isabella and it which is uh, i heard no mention of lira my whole thing was dollars it was like (laughs) you owe you owe two thousand dollars i'm like who has two thousand dollars in 1964 yeah seven million lira fair enough high no matter what (laughs) right but he had he had written her a promise to pay her off and he defaulted 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 and probably that is motive to kill that's what franco proposes and the marquee's like, okay, we cool. Right? <laughs> right. And they both end up in the lineup with uh, Cameron Mitchell, who's like, mm. <laughs> and <laughs> sorry. I <had> oh, let's <laughs> bring him back some good memories. Anyway, um, who's in there with the designer, who to me looks like Frank Black and not no. Frank Black, Jack Black, and Jeff looks like... And Peter Lorre. Peter Lorre, both accurate. Yeah, um, he does look like Peter Lorre. Aha! Yeah. Aha. yeah. Yep. Two to one, Peter Lorre. <laughs> yeah, 100% he does. I'll show you a shot where he looks exactly like fucking Jack Black. It's an open... <laughs> It's in the open scene when he's hiding and half faced. Well, then Jack um, Black looks like Peter Lorre because that dude was like the fair. Italian Peter Lorre. <laughs> yeah, he does. I agree. I agree with both myself and Jeff. Um, <laughs> and they have the woman who saw Marco in Peggy's apartment post um, Isabella dying and while Nicole has disappeared. Right. And she comes in and the inspector's like, well, which one of this men have you seen in Peggy's car? 
mm-hmm. because it's it's missing and she points out two guys and then they all freak out and are like pointing like well what about him and what about him and ask him and well, and at one point, at one point, uh, uh, Cameron Mitchell's like, well, of course she's seen me in the car and then tells a whole story for her. You know, yes, he tells a <laughs> whole story for her to which the investigator is like, I didn't ask you. <laughs> right. Like, but he's goddamn Cameron Mitchell. <laughs> he's being a little defensive. Right. You'd think the investigator would have like something. Nope. Nope. Doesn't matter. Investigator. Even though this guy's defending his life. <laughs> right for no reason the investigators like that who know. is the woman that's with the marquee which one is that okay that's- so she's a name i cannot give you i have no idea but she is also one of the models right but which one that's what i'm trying to figure I out don't know her name is she clarice i, I, don't, I don't think her name is no clarice, clarice is the woman that 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 is brought in to say who did you see in what car or yes oh right. yeah right I don't what, think it's, that it's, woman's and it's not, name. And she is, and it isn't, she isn't Greta, right? She could be. I don't remember that name. Well, I don't That's believe so. I, and she had darker hair. She was like a brunette. I don't remember in the movie, and I'm being completely honest, her name ever being given. It's confusing because like, well, cause like for so a while, people, I thought maybe, I thought the marquee was dating Christina. I know. It's so confusing. I never. I, I did too. I totally did as well. I thought. I thought, I thought that's who that was. But and like, um, who was the one? Who was the model that's disappointed in the marquee when she finds out that the marquee owed money to Isabella? Wait, say that again. When Marco, when or sorry, when Franco confronts the marquee for an alibi, there's a woman there who's with the marquee. Yes. Who who is who is um, disappointed I that in the marquee? Was Christina. It's not okay. I thought it was too. I thought it was too, but then it doesn't make oh, sense well, if on, it is hold later. Hold on, I can. Well, I know. I, can, I know. I can set this straight later without a name. So let me go through this next part. <laughs> Sometime before, because we didn't cover this, unless you guys did. Well, I went to the bathroom. Peggy is in a boiler room somewhere, and. The killer is trying to get information out of her. She keeps saying, I burned the diary. I burned the diary. Right. And he burns her face off. We he burns her that. face yeah. off. Okay. Sorry. So then we go back to where we are now with all the men in the room and the older lady who had originally seen Marco in Peggy's apartment with Marco says that guy, if you don't want to know only the people that were in her car, he was at our place last night and that was Marco and he freaks out and itches himself and scratches and hyperventilates and gets taken to, you know, the hospital or where, wherever the infirmary, excuse me, the rest of the four men are kept overnight. Right. Yes. While they are kept overnight, the manager played by Cameron Mitchell's given a call which we don't see on screen, but he calls Christiana, who's the owner. And he says, Hey, we're all going to be here overnight. And she's like, Oh my God, why? And has this actually kind of beautiful acting. I thought she did a great job with that call, like looking like mortified and stuff. She sends all the women home. And one of the women she sends home lives way out of town. Who is the Marquis girlfriend. And that is the woman. Greta. Name, That's Greta. Uh, that's Greta. 
That's but right. I don't think that was the same woman in the room earlier with Franco. Maybe it was. No, that's Peggy. Wait, no, what? Peggy. Peggy Franco? was no, was in Peggy's, the boiler room. Peggy's what do you in the mean, boiler Peggy, room. Peggy, Peggy's Franco? got her. Peggy's got her well, face. Well, stop! Stop! When, I'm when talking Franco, about when Franco confronts the Marquis. No, to it's get, not to get the same. To get yes, to, to get an alibi. Woman. It is so, the same. So the same woman in the room then is Greta. It might same be. Woman, I just. But again, I have fucking woman, facial facial amnesia. Same and I woman in the room then lives with the Marquis. She's the one who has the body in the boot. Yeah. Well, right. She also okay. said the line. So, so it is the woman who lives with Marquis. Okay. Yes. That we're, would make we're also, sense. That would make she, sense. Okay. She also says the line after that phone call when, when Christina finds out that all the men are being detained overnight. She says, we're all women left alone. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's yes. different. That's different in the subtitling. They should, oh, it, it, it doesn't it doesn't specifically say women in the subtitling, which I found interesting. Yeah. Well, we're Americans. I mean, we, yeah. we can't let our women be alone. Yeah. Um, well, they make they make uh, note of the men and the women, the men all being up and the women all being out. It's yeah. Kind of uh, um, when she when she leaves, I knew the moment that she backed into the tree. It's like, ooh, something's in the trunk. <laughs> that's, that's for real. Yes, because they had showed the sexy woman Jason loves too, not loves, but the woman you'd mentioned earlier, standing the the, by the, the, the Vulcan Romulan. Yeah, yes. Vulcan standing Romulan. by the boot of her car, which she, is another kind of red. Yeah, it's like, ooh, can it be her? Yeah, I always I love the fact that um, Greta says to Dao Li, it's like, well, can I just stay with, can I, can, will you just come stay with me? And she's like, no, you live all the way out of the fucking country. I live like just down the street. Why would I do that? And then she's like, well, I could stay with you. And then she's like, nah, you'd just be more scared. <laughs> yes. I, I feel like that. I feel like you like her so much because that would be a response you would give. She's hilarious, man. <laughs> That's, that is the, the funniest response. Nah, you'd just be more scared if you stayed with me. But what's great about go her home. Is, I don't, I want to be alone. <laughs> what's great about her is she does say all the men are detained. And I'm sure yeah, one she's, of them is the killer. I'm sure one of them is the killer. So you're at right. They're, they're giving you like, a, ooh, could it be her? Is she the killer? Yeah. Yes, yes. And what happens next? We see the boot in the boot of um, Greta. I think you yep, Greta. I can never figure yep. out her name her, her name is. Um, is Peggy. Burnt yep. face Peggy. And she burnt face Peggy. old burnt face Peggy. Yep. <laughs> my, my old bone chain. Um, <laughs> old burnt face. <laughs> she is. <laughs> She has the slowest, like, I love her butler or the guy who runs. Oh, God. Yeah, he's so good because he always he's always showing up to do, you know, like he, he just wants to offer her something. Yes, just, but he walks so slow and methodical. Like, he, you can tell he's not an actor, but he's doing his fucking best. And God bless that guy. And if he's, if he's been in any other movies, I'm sorry, but he definitely was not an actor. Not in this um, movie. Yeah, but she drags unexpectedly drags the body up to the room. I don't know why. Maybe I think because she thinks the count maybe has a reason to kill Peggy and other women. And he, she's trying to hide it. That's what I think is fun about this movie is everyone acts like stupidly because they, <laughs> none of them know what's going on. And every one of them thinks something 
might apply to them in some way, right? It's not articulated in the film. I'm probably just putting my own thoughts on it, but all the ridiculous action I feel like is because people think they're doing the right thing, right? To protect someone else. Maybe wrong, but that's my thought. So she drags the body up, puts it behind one of those dressing. I don't even know what you call those, like dressing. Are those a, um, like a, um, a, like a dressing curtain. Um, well, yeah, like all, a privacy it's screen. All privacy it's screen. All sl- yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah. It's a slatted privacy screen. That's good. She puts the body there. She goes upstairs. And then you see, which another one of my favorite scenes in the movie, and is used like multiple times since this movie, maybe before Jason will correct me if I'm wrong. Um, the body slides behind that. Privacy. Oh, yeah. It's really cool. I really yeah. like it. Um, and then I, she. I, comes, what are the logistics there? Because the killer she's, under the, the she's under the stairs, but she's under the stairs. So which way is she sliding? She's sliding toward the stairs. Right. That doesn't make any sense to the bottom of the stairs. Because where? How are you going to get out? How are you going to get the body out? You're pulling the wrong way. No, she's trying to hide it. <clears throat> no, I'm Damn. talking about. I'm talking about later because when she comes out. Before she gets murdered, the killer has moved the body and like stages it, which is very proto slasher. Stages yeah. it to fucking spook her. Ooh, spooky. But that's what she does. Like that's where you're the shot you're talking about, right? Is when the, yeah. the when the, the body is moving. It's just logistically, spatially, it's it was confusing cool. for it's me. So cool. Jason, this it is an Italian film. I know, I know. I get you. I get I'm trying to saying. give it the credit it deserves, though, Jeff. As they I don't have like, to. It's an Italian film. No, I get what you're saying, Jason, but I also think that's the style versus substance thing. Oh, totally. It's just a cool totally. shot. It's just a cool shot. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> I'm with you. But it, it could make sense. It and it'd be better if it but, did. But that wouldn't be an Italian movie at that <laughs> no, point. That's true. Right. That, we're on a tour of Italy too. <laughs> yeah. Come on now. We, come we're on. not on a we're not we're not I'm, going look, we're not in the black hills of Germany or I'm gonna, whatever. I'm gonna I'm gonna be me, man. I'm gonna be me. No, be you, but I wanna remind <clears throat> you this movie is leagues, leagues and leagues better <laughs> than Tour of Italy one films. Oh yeah, it is. That's it's true. Better. Oh yeah. I mean, it's not even close. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the only thing that that we've taken away from tour uh, from Armando Italiano was the little weird boy from. I do think it's Burial fair. Ground. I do think yeah. it's fair to say that the the more attention I want to give to to the criticism, maybe the equates the to the better the movie is. I agree with that. One thousand percent. This movie deserves criticism because it is good. Because it's good. It is good. Unlike yeah. Burial Ground, which is just fucking bonkers. Unlike <laughs> I, I need I Burial need, Ground might be the best movie we covered in the first tour, and that's uh, the very uh, Robo War is pretty good. Um, I, I think awesome I think Burial Ground is my pick though, but but Robo War is awesome. Yeah, I mean I picked all four of those movies, and Chuck has done a much better job than I have. <laughs> <laughs> and he's only picked one so far well jeff i'll just stop and thank you for giving me the license to move on from that and yeah i love in these films um so yeah so so the marquise lady greta whose name i could never figure out thank you for telling me comes down the stairs freaks out because she sees the body and then she gets choked out by the killer obviously right. not one of the men 
because all well, not one of the men that might have been a suspect. Right. At least all none. Them, and it's probably that old butler guy. Yeah, it probably is because he is a dick. <laughs> he, he only makes tea for people. Whatever. Right. Um, yeah. So, right. So obviously now we've gotten the shift away from, you know, which is, which is kind of classic. I mean, it's, you, you could, you could probably, I mean, if Jason hadn't gone to the bathroom, he'd probably call it, um, you know, pedantic or whatever, or oh, he might, come on or whatever. But, you know, but the thing is, is that he would have said something to the effect of, of course, you got to figure out a way to get all of the men detained so that you could have this scene so that it throws you off the scent of the of the men um i don't i don't know i don't if jason wasn't here maybe he'd say that but i feel like this isn't okay myself all these men deserve to be there sure like i really do but that, I guess that doesn't matter I don't it doesn't know. really matter so anyway so yeah so at this point now um <laughs> so yeah so Greta Silvestri is says attacked. yeah yeah sorry go for it go for it go. yeah go for it Greta Greta is attacked and killed Silvestri shows up on the scene we don't know how he was alerted it doesn't matter there's a really cool looking shot of both women's face on the glass um oh yeah like that yeah it's really yeah. put them on the glass Yes. Yep. And Sylvester's like, oh, I thought for sure we had a sex maniac here to bring Jeff's older point up about this movie. But yep. we obviously now have to let all the men out. I mean, it could still be a sex maniac. It's yes, just it not any could. of those guys that they have already detained. <laughs> no, you know what? There was never a woman's sex maniac and there was never a man's sex maniac that we didn't previously identify that could have been it. That's oh, I Italian guarantee. Way. Yeah, I guarantee <laughs> that guy is a sex maniac. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised it's not Silvestri. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but they, they do. They have to release all the men to which Cameron Mitchell goes home again. And oh, I think I have a note for this. Yeah. Is this when he opens up his little secret passageway? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it's it. it's behind the whole bookshelf of books. And I said, I knew Cameron Mitchell didn't read books. Yes. <laughs> That's hilarious. So he, yeah, he comes home, he walks through the roomy place. There's some other cool shots of that set, which I fucking love that set. Every time they're there, I'm like at home in this movie almost. Oh, like where they're, where they're doing like the try, like they're getting all the models ready, that room. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's beautiful. And then he walks down the stairs. And this is a cool callback because when Peggy was detained, I kind of thought she was still in the building she was taken in. Nope. Yeah. She was there. Yeah. But she was in Cameron Mitchell's basement because the walk he does down the stairs is the same one the killer did earlier in the movie. And I think that's fucking brilliant. Mm -hmm. Sorry. It's just cool stuff. And he goes down there. He's digging through the urn, or not the urn, the uh, the boiler, whatever you want to cut the, the. What is that? The place where uh, you burn shit. Furnace. The, the oh, the furnace? incinerator. The, the, yeah, oh, yeah, furnace, incinerator, incinerator. Yeah, one of those things. He's digging through it. And then um, Christiana comes up behind him and she's like, hey, 
I burned everything when you got caught because I thought they might find it. So at this moment, we find out definitively because earlier we had seen um, Cameron Mitchell's notebook had two fleur de lis on it when it was put down in front of Peggy. And then we saw it when he grabbed it back in evidence. But now we get confirmation which we already kind of knew that Cameron Mitchell had killed these. Of people. course it's Cameron yes. Mitchell. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't have like double fist and J and B's. <laughs> this is a J and this is a B. <laughs> um, but no, he does. Because uh, he is smoking through the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> so another point we need to bring up is that Christiana's husband had died a year or however long previous in a car accident. And that's how she got control of the, the, empire. Of the, of the, yeah. the empire. We'll call it the empire. And, right? and, and yes. the inspector but, makes comment of that when they, he first does his on, initial round of, of interrogations. I put that in air quotes because um, when he sees her, he's like, Oh yes, we've met before. Um, and he, and, he, and he seems suspicious of her already in some ways because you get the sense that maybe he didn't believe that her husband really died in an accident. Yeah. But, but he's he a terrible really... inspector because women can't commit murder. It must be a sex maniac. Yeah. He never fucking like goes after her. Is that the 60s? That has to be the 60s. Like, well, there there is a a relatively well studied idea that 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 murder is more often committed by men 100%. than it is women but um i don't know if at one point in time in history if that completely and totally you know excused women from being questioned or being really sought after until until they had definitive proof i don't know about that yeah yeah i get i mean in a movie like this again i don't think it matters but that's a great points by both of you well i think that these movies also and this is something i know jason your wife struggled with with deep red oh, there yeah. is there is a a hyper um uh, a a a, hyper a streak of misogyny well yeah I, was, yeah I mean it's it's almost it, it the the gender roles are almost hyper uh um surfaced you know it's like uh, women are there to um i mean notice that they're all that they're all models in this you know yeah. it's like you don't see an ugly woman in this movie right um and, and the men are all they they all have a layer of scum on them and they have no problem continuing to pile that scum onto them um and so there it is kind of a um a little bit of a, a i don't want to say it's a I don't want to 100% say that it's a trope or that it's a, that it's a feature of these movies, but there, there tends to be very simplified uh, uh, gender uh, roles that are played in these movies. That's How fair. about that for me sounding smart. I like you it. You are smart. You're both smart. You're both I like it. Than me. But no. I think this, this movie kind of at the end 
discounts that a little bit right fair enough yeah i'm oh yeah i mean but but that but those but those roles are kind of played to a to a point that becomes red herrings in the in and of themselves and and also like she's she's doing it all for a man you know so i don't know that it really subverts it um she does you know she does come out on top all right so let's 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 get to that point right so she comes down there she tells him she knows he's been killing this these women and i don't think she knows this the one thing she does know is that he assisted in the murder of her husband and her acting after this when she's drunk i think is kind of exquisite like she's really good at playing the drunk woman who thinks it's over um but he fucking Cameron Mitchell smacks her around, which is kind of unnerving. But it's very, it's very Cameron Mitchell. Yeah, I was like, well, that's just Cameron Mitchell. But he, he, so, he's like, I don't even need to act today. <laughs> oh my god! Allegedly, 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 yeah. he said that. The summation. The I've had summation, enough J and B. The summation of this is he helped her kill her husband. And now he's killed four women to protect the knowledge that he helped her kill. Yeah. So he killed. So he killed Isabella because Isabella is blackmailing them. And then he killed people because he didn't know what the fucking journal was. And Christian or whatever, she totally knew that they. She was on board for that. She was like, they both were like convincing each other that it was the right thing to do. Yes. And then, yes. and then it was like, okay, well, now this, this stupid journal had to be found. That means we had to kill all these other people because we had to kill anyone that had any knowledge that could have read the journal. He kills, yes, he Christiana. kills the one person because um, they thought that she had it, and then they killed the next one because she did have it, but she had burned it, right? But then from there, it's like, okay, now we got to look like there's a real maniac on the loose. To cover up the motive so that's why greta gets bumped also yeah, no, greta, greta gets well greta bumped. gets bumped be- to create an alibi right yes because cameron mitchell's in jail. right so now cameron mitchell is like well we got it we got to knock off um well no sexy, what they do sexy sexy spooky well well, well but they set her up to be the the killer. the killer to be the because- killer Right, right. And, and to kill and to appear to have killed herself, yeah, out of the guilt, right, yes. right. So that's so that's the all right. So here's the moment <laughs> where the dubbing and the subtitling are wildly different. So, all right, everything that Cameron Mitchell is saying about like he's almost like commiserating in the in the dialogue, I think, if I remember correctly, it might be the other way around about, oh, that must have been hard for you when she talks about, like, killing for him and all that. But um, in the dubbing, or sorry, in the subtitling, he's, like, telling her all the reasons why she has to kill Dalling. Dali. Like, he's, like, laying it all out. And it's his mouth isn't even moving. <laughs> Whereas in the dubbing, if you're just watching the dubbing, it's almost like this is what you've got to do. And then it jumps, jump cuts to her drowning the killer drowning Dali, right? 
I think but, that's a bad cut. But it's all yes. explained. It's all explained in the subtitling in that scene beforehand. So it's it's bizarre. It's so weird. Yeah, maybe a- maybe some of that was was uh, voiceover that that didn't that it they just been. took out. It could have been. It's so bizarre. Yeah, like ADR stuff that just that was just didn't match the the mouths and they took it out. Yeah, maybe. I think yeah. maybe it's a bad or or or, or stuff that all- like alternate shots that they cut because they didn't have they didn't have good coverage or something. Yeah, it's weird. It's really weird. Sorry, Chuck. Am I- Am I muted? No, no, no you're there. I, no, you, you, Jason just kept uh, steamrolling you. Sorry, you were I, about I, to explain that it's, it's all there. It's, the it's so wild. God damn it! Now he's steamrolling me. <laughs> it's wild. I just, I've we're never all seen... trying to say we're all trying to say that in the Italian version, it's there. <laughs> yes, I've just never seen two two versions of the same scene happening at the same time like that. It was it's bizarre. Yes. So somebody, somebody, fucking, fucking, subtitle what just happened here. (laughs) Don't, don't do it. So anyway, it'll probably say that I'm gonna kill Jeff in his sleep tonight. I hope you do. (laughs) But I hope he kills you. I hope he. I hope you kill him. But after you've fallen off a building, and then you fall on top of him. Because that's what happens at the end of this movie. Um, Cameron Mitchell, who whose name I cannot recall from this movie, doesn't fucking matter. Cameron Mitchell. Well, come on, man. Gives it doesn't matter. Like, Massimo Max. tells her we need to kill Jason's pixie lady next. And we need to make it look like she killed everyone else by leaving the mask, the all of the costume basically next to her body. And while Christiana is there doing this, doing this bidding, somebody cuts the wire around a pipe that's outside the building and then starts knocking on the door and ringing the bell and causing Christiana to go outside and grab the side of this pipe to try to get across and fall down and thud. Right. And we see that it's Cameron Mitchell. What we've known is he's the killer. This is obvious at this point. And he thinks he's gotten away with it because he's back in his in her building, which she owned, looking at all of the jewels that are his now because he married her in secret, as we find out in like five seconds. Um, there had been constantly through this movie banging shutters weird shadows shit in this um building that people were investigating right cameron mitchell goes to investigate one and he goes back into the room to see the box that he'd broken up that had all of the jewels in it is empty and the gun he put on the desk next to it is empty and he walks further back into the room and his bookshelf of books he never read as jeff so astutely pointed out creaks open and Christiana is there and he tries to explain himself to no avail right like he leans in he tells her all these things he grabs her he kisses her and she shoots him twice in the stomach and chest or wherever he shoots him she shoots him yep he falls down dead she goes over the phone, says, I'd like to speak to Detective Silvestri, drops the phone. It's swinging like a pendulum. 
which is kind of cool too. It's pendulum, like the you know pendulum shit. And she falls. <laughs> you know what a pendulum represents? No, yeah. no it's that, yeah. pend- that pendulum shit. Yeah. Pendulum, pendulum, whatever. No, I'm just, no, 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 no. The no, pronunciation he fucked, is. He fucked up. You, you, he's just trying to repeat what you said. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Pendulum shit. Yeah. I'm disagreeing. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this is falling apart here at the end. Just, We're just coming like in the port. Yeah. Like like most of Yalos, this is falling up falling apart here at the end. <laughs> We're in Italy. We're in Italy. We're enjoying ourselves. We just had a French seventy five in Italy, uh, which is odd I, I because like, I, I, like I, I ordered an Italian eighty. Um, yeah, I like the that classic. The gun goes off in the embrace. Who shot who? Yeah, right? yeah. It's like the coin like flip. They're like who who is it? Who who got the upper hand at the end? I, and you don't know until until the body falls. Yep. What I really like about that too is uh, showing her face, not his. Right, like the focus is on the right person in this particular scene, and she, I obviously I think she's the better actress than Cameron Mitchell is, and she plays it off really well because it is kind of like, oh, did he shoot her? But if you were watching, you know that she had the gun. So it's That's not Ava Bartok, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's excellent. I think she's excellent in this movie. I agree. She calls, yeah, she she's calls good. Silvestri and falls on Cameron Mitchell's body, and that's it. Wow, this is her last movie. This is like that's wild. That I'd like to watch more. And talk about more of those Hitchcock movies you're talking about, Jason, the early movies you're talking about, because the karmic piece of this is so prevalent in so many giallo films I watch. Like the killers always drive off the cliff and sometimes quite literally. <laughs> like drive off the cliff at the end of the movie. Right? Also, also, you know, that's kind of a holdover from... Um the old like like pre not pre-code the code hollywood right where like the the villain had to be punished yeah so 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 it was almost like you know you couldn't allow someone to get away with murder or get away with the crime in a lot of those code noir films so there so there was always a like an irony or a karmic punishment right yeah to make it to make it kind of feel like a uh, creative and interesting ending um, there, there maybe would be just a slight bit of subversion in it, so that could, there could be maybe some amb- ambiguity. But the, but for the most part, the the villain is punished, um, and usually in a in a way that is um, that is yeah karmic. Uh, outside the story, right? Like it didn't have anything to do with this movie. Not necessarily the the, the karmic ending was story driven for sure, right? There's so many movies, giallos later, where I just saw characters get run over by a truck that had nothing to do with the story. You know <laughs> oh, what man. I mean? Well, fucking uh, the, the, Deep, uh, Deep Red Deep has Red, the best yeah. one ever. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Deep Red does have the best one. You know, it's what's funny one. is that also Cameron Mitchell was in a movie in which somebody kicked a bus out of the blue. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Rob Force. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
Oh my god, I always forget. Yeah, that, that was that was that was a karmic foot break. I don't know. <laughs> right. um, wait, wait. I will. Wait. I will go. I will go to my grave though, saying that that I commend all of the creative forces around that movie for sticking with the cast. Like that character wasn't like suddenly healed and cry right. chopping and kicking people in. Well, no, uh, no, uh, he was on crutches with a cast almost the entire rest of the movie. Right, because he probably one actually did break his leg. Probably did. And two, it's not an <laughs> Italian film, so. and he probably did break his break his leg in that scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry, we had we had to have a raw force break there. So. Uh, can't talk about Cameron Mitchell without raw force. I can't talk about Cameron Mitchell without a lot of things. True. <laughs> um, True. All right. So yes, um, I do like that. There is that there is nobody who is. Um, I, I like that nobody got away with this. Right. Yeah. Um, I think that that is yeah. Like like you were saying. I think Jason, you were saying about how the 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 bad guys got punished mm-hmm. and in this case it was um pretty pretty fatal punishment yeah i mean it's, yeah it's, i mean you true. you got to get this get a sense that she's the, the police are coming right they they signal that with the lights yes as the credits roll um so she's she's gonna have to pay some form of ju- justice as well um i think she's dead you think she's dead yeah. Oh yeah, no. I yeah. I think I think she dies from her injuries. Yeah, oh, she does. She does hit pretty hard. I guess. I guess you're. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Yeah. I guess I, I, mean, I never really thought of that, but yeah, you're probably right. She's yeah, not she, doing so well. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. Um. Yes. I think what she's done is laid herself on top of the culprit. Yeah. She is. She's given the final um verdict right by laying on him right like mm-hmm. but she also still loves him it's kind of almost sweet and sour and yeah a little bit of a way i and mean i really dig it i agree with that it is a bit ambiguous as to her intentions and if and how she feels i mean she kind of had to take him out but yeah. but yeah I mean, it was only 10 minutes ago that she realized that he was trying to kill her. Yeah. 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 Good stuff. Good stuff. One thing I do want to mention is another cool shot in this movie, and it's unimportant. Well, it's not unimportant, but when they do, when she does murder um, the pixie lady, she slits her wrist, and there's a really cool shot where her face is underwater and the blood starts to like flow over her face yeah that's just good stuff like that whole scene is really good yeah well and also it's like she has and it's it's really too it's like sexy it's it's like that's the like the giallo hallmark right there yeah yes that's the Uh, stuff i see a lot later yeah right yellow for sure and uh you know she's got like the really blue eyes she's got red lipstick and red fingernail polish it it, it contrasts nicely against the white tub her pale skin white you know white underwear and stuff like that so yeah Yeah. it's uh that's good use of color for it's 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 what made that's kind of shit that made giallo a phenomenon and also a controversy 
mm-hmm. a scene yeah, like that. And this movie is very, and I know it's the early 60s, but it's mid 60s. 64, I guess. So yeah, mid 60s, 63, 64, whatever year it was. I thought it was 65, but okay. I think no, it's, it's 64. 64. It's 64. Even so, they, the Giallo people of the late 60s, took this to another level oh totally graphic violence total mm-hmm. nudity like very depraved stuff and i like it but i kind of really prefer this tame version of the the giallo like where and and i think that's what argento picked up on yeah 70 was like let's leave out all this really graphic stuff let's make kind of an intriguing story and have a little gore you don't have to have a bunch of nude women getting their slopes their throats slit excuse me i mean which was argento kind of was not above too. nude women but yeah no he wasn't but he was also more tactful than a lot of what i've seen <laughs> like yeah maybe not as salacious yeah yeah, I don't know. I definitely, when you get into some of like the Umberto Lenzi stuff, some of the uh, Martino stuff, they're definitely going for for big time nudity and shock. Yeah, but I also see in Martino a lot of love for Baba. Baba's. Oh yeah, I mean, every, I, I mean, I, everyone is chasing Baba. I, my opinion. Yeah. Well, not Fulci. I mean, they're. Like their exceptions. I don't know that Fulci really made that many true giallos, though. I mean, that's another uh, argument he, you uh, could have about. He he, he made he a made couple. a couple. He made yeah. a couple. Like, um, don't torture duckling for sure. New York Ripper is a giallo, and it's not anything yeah. like this stylistically. Nothing like this stylistically. But he um, was he was a known he's misogynist, the king of gore, right? He's a king of gore. <laughs> yeah, and a known misogynist. So yeah. Yeah. Um, huh. Well, that was fun. This is a good pick. It's it's a fun one to talk about. Yeah. So we get to Jeff, we get to touch a lot. Touch. We get to touch a lot of um, interesting topics. It's fun. Thanks, Jeff. And I think we we'll be able to build on this a little. Um, uh, before I talk about next week, Jeff, I don't think you fully said. Did you like this movie? Oh yeah. Yeah, I dig it a lot. Um, you know, I mean, it, 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 I think you're right. I think, you know, seeing this after some of the later ones, it's like, yeah, you can see the beats, but I can still appreciate it for being something in 1964 that is really hitting you with with Technicolor and with, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, I mean, they burn a goddamn girl's face in this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not. It's not really holding back. Nope. Um, so I yeah. would say, yeah, the burning the face and the and the bathtub scene are pretty. That's pretty harsh stuff for 1965. I mean, you didn't get a lot of that in Hitchcock films. Like it, right. it's it's definitely going for an extra sensation. Yep. Right, but it's kind of restrained. It isn't over and over and over. And no, well, well, it it's restrained in 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 uh, uh, context or not in context in um, 
when you compare it to the later films that came. Yeah. I guess. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I was trying to say it isn't overtly used throughout the entire movie. No. I've but also like you have to think like moments. You know, everything is is sort of like boiling the lobster, right? Um, you're you're pushing the boundaries of what it will be acceptable when you're getting funding, when you're making a movie, right? Like yeah. you can't, you can't just like go crazy with it. I mean, there are, there are movies that came in the seventies that did, and they didn't make any money, but they all played the exploitation circuit. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so what Bob is trying to make is a mainstream movie that's pushing the boundaries, but not like going way over them. But then the next person who's like, well, I'm going to make a movie like that is going to push the boundaries a little bit more. Right. 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 Yep. Okay. So next week, Jeff, do we have a Carol Baker film? I want to make sure I. Uh... Is it Knife and Ice next? No. That's what I. No. no. It's Stage yes. Fright. Stage Fright's Fright next. is next. Thank you. It's Sorry. the return of uh, Michelle Suave, who oh, we covered yes. before with the, the Cemetery Man. Yes. Um, so, yeah, this is. Um, this is good stuff. This is real good stuff. It's another scary mask. Um, and it's also in a place where you would not expect um, violence to be. It's it's kind of following that same kind of uh, stuff that we talked about earlier, where this is, uh, you know, this is a, an acting troupe and you wouldn't expect for them to hate mm, each other. Yeah. Even though, come on, actors are petty bitches. Anyway stage fright i'm excited for that i have not seen that that's the one movie in our tour of italy this time that i've not seen whereas last time i saw zero of four right this time i've seen three of four um jeff i'd only seen half of the ones that that i chose last time um but no stage fright was one that it was going to be covered somehow either we were going to do it on this show or I was going to do it on B movie Enema, one or the other. Well, and I'm excited to do it here. It Jason. sounds that sounds like the plot of Nightmares. Have you seen Nightmares? The Australian. Is that is that the one that's also called Stage Fright? It might be. But, because... No, no. This is uh, this is this has got a guy who kills people wearing uh, an owl mask. So that's, yeah, but it's but the it, Nightmares takes all, takes place in a theater troupe as well. So yeah, it's interesting. it, it yeah. might be there might be I, I don't know if it's based on a, there's certainly not a guy in an owl mask this one's an 80s film right Jeff so long yeah 87 the, yeah long after the the giallo was so this is this is yeah so this is giallo in the time of uh, of slashers at this point so yeah I love it because as I alluded to earlier, I'm a huge slasher fan, and I think that's why I took to Giallo's so, I don't know, they're like my favorite right now. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. So but, that is next Wednesday yes. um, at filmseizure.com or wherever you're listening to this right now, come back, do the exact same thing next Wednesday. Uh, so also on all of these same places, is monster mondays so this upcoming monday on monster mondays presented to you by film seizure i'm continuing godzilla millennium era 
with Godzilla versus Omega Gyrus. And Mega Gyrus is um, that was a movie that uh, before I watched it again for this, I thought, you know, I don't think I like this movie. And then I think I like it a lot more now. Um, <laughs> awesome. It's, it's got a cool bug creature in it. So that's awesome. This Friday, if you go over to my website, bmovieinema.com, it's the beginning of Andy Sedaris month. Oh, that's right. I have long, long, long under uh, underrepresented Uncle Andy, and it is time for for him to shine. And our first uh, our our first entry is the third in his uh, bullets, bombs, and babes, or whatever that series is called the the Triple B series, Picasso Trigger. Picasso Trigger is that like he's a Picasso with a gun. Well, you'll just have to read and find out what the Picasso trigger is. (laughs) Okay. 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 Because it's a surprise. Okay. Um, Anyway. So, yeah. So that is this Friday. Um, So, yeah, that's a that's a bmovieinema.com film seizure. You can follow on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can also follow bmovieinema on Facebook and Twitter. So we are here now in the beautiful uh in in the beautiful country of italy where we are enjoying our cappuccinos in in outdoor uh uh, cafes um and we're talking italian movies we're going to be doing that all month but until next week i am jeff arbuckle and chuck is probably muted yeah it's a me chucky oh (laughs) (laughs) oh man And I'm Jason (laughs) Oliver, and you've been listening to Film Seizure. Mm